week as we round off 2018 and our first full year of interviews, I thought I'd share some of my favorite clips and conversations as a kind of best of the podcast episode. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Systema, and this is Systema for Life. Happy New Year to all our listeners. Thank you so much for joining and supporting us through this first year of the podcast. When I started these interviews and discussions, I did so mostly to provide a context for what Systema is and does, for the benefit of new trainees dipping a toe into the system, but also for instructors trying to explain it to other people. The idea was to put a human face on the people who train Systema and to show that it's far more than just a martial art, but rather a comprehensive operating system for life. Along the way, it gained some momentum and became a platform for exploring all aspects of Systema training, from the point of view of established masters and instructors, but also from that of everyday people who have embraced the system in their life and their work in a variety of different ways. This week, as we round off 2018 and our first full year of interviews, I thought I'd share some of my favorite clips and conversations as a kind of best of the podcast episode. If you missed any of the original episodes that these clips were taken from, you can still access them all on iTunes, on our website, or any number of podcasting applications. If you have your own favorite guests or topics, then we'd love to hear from you as we start putting together our interview list for the coming year. You can leave suggestions on our blog at www ncsystema.com or email me directly at glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at ncsystema.com. So without further delay, let's jump into our first clip. Texas-based Systema instructor Gene Smithson is one of the strongest people I know and frankly one of my favorite people on the planet. A wonderful guy and our first interview was mostly about his recovery from uh, deep life-threatening injury Uh, but our second was more about how to build internal power in your training. So here he talks about push-ups, pride and the prerequisites of physical and internal power. You know I think Systema training done properly is going to lead you in the direction of understanding yourself. Hmm. I think it's good if you have somebody pointing out to you, you know, when you're missing the point. Yeah. That's where Vladimir really, you know, is up there for all of us. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of push-ups, man. <laughs> you, you know, if you want to develop some internal power, drop down there in that push-up and uh, you'll see who you are. You'll yeah. see the mind start to you know, express weakness and fear and um, all those things. And uh, if you have humility, that's why I think humility is is one of the big three, strength, courage, humility. Yeah. Humility, I think, is probably the biggest one of all because if you don't have that, then you won't listen to what you're being taught, shown. Mm. Mm. You know, and I'm, I don't mean by someone else. I mean internally. As you're holding that plank position, your mind is is bubbling up information about who you are. And you can choose to ignore that, you know, or you can listen to it and kind of follow it and go deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm. So I think to me it's a, a parallel process. Um, just because you do the physical doesn't mean that you're going to develop this yeah. internal power or personal insight and just because you sit in a closet for you know 20 hours a day meditating doesn't mean you're going to develop this internal power either Mm. i think it's this um, synergy this symbiotic relationship between 
um, the physical attributes, the, the spiritual or psychological attributes all have to be there together to make the whole human, right? So you have to be thinking, feeling, and doing in order to in, in order to learn properly, right? Like, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you know, and I, uh, I think it's Konstantin Komarov that he's pretty clear about that. It's like when your motivation's really high, yeah, that's when you do the hard stuff, right? That's the internal work. When you say your motivation is flagging a little bit, then you just do play, do physical, wrestle, punch, kick, you know, roll around and stuff like that. So the yeah. two work together. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like to say, uh, you know, if you kind of look at how, if, if you are buying into my idea of how you develop internal power or how you define it, Yes, at least partially is knowing thyself or this um, internal sort of peace. Yeah, not 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 deviating from who you truthfully are. Yeah, um, you have to look up that a lot of today's culture is designed to deliberately cut you off from internal power. Yeah. I don't think internal power is an attribute that any industrial nation really appreciates. Yeah. You know? Kyo Onishi from Sistema Japan was a deep and fascinating discussion that really uh, changed my view of what Sistema is and does. Here he talks about how Sistema training actively reshapes your reality. I don't know the whole... Uh, uh, my perception changed, you know, it's like that, that is the same for me. Um, Sistema changes you, like your perception, so basically it, sh it shapes, reshapes your reality to to somewhat closer to how it is you know but most of the cases we we see things with the colored glasses or something that we, we we maybe too much tension or, or or emotion or whatever that we can't see things as it is you know so uh, probably i i said some of the similar thing in uh, the YouTube clip, clip that Vlad asked me to do. But uh, the, the, it really changes a lot, you know, in, in, in a better way. Not, not because uh, everybody tried to be a better person. Um, no, because when you try to be a better person, you, you sometimes start judging people who doesn't. So that uh, you, you try to find who you really are and uh, accept that and work from there, you you really shake the whole ground kind of thing for your lifestyle, uh, work situation, training, everything. So for me, a technical thing to a certain degree, but uh, if that certain concept is shared in the seminar or whatever, if it doesn't work in real life, or cannot apply, maybe that's too technical sometimes. And uh, the, the good concepts that the, the masters share, they, they should work for punch, kick, uh, joint lock, groundwork, uh, as well as uh, your work situation, human relationship, and the, everything. It's, it's amazing thing. It's like, almost like, I don't know, this is it, you know, like that's why I think we call it, it's, it's the system, you know, because you can apply it to anything. You just, it's like a, 
anything you want to try try or you want to make better it, it gives you a boost and that engine is is system i think uh, so if you are practicing punching then if your groundwork is not getting better probably you're too technical or the other way around or if you're doing a joint break and then if it's not making your strike better again you, our approach is too technical i think yeah so uh, the 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 more i see it the, the more i i think this is it you know the i i love it so much <laughs> me too Edgar Schools, phenomenal instructor and founder of Sistema New York City, gave another very, very deep and insightful interview on his views of Sistema and the practice of training. Here he talks about the value of focusing on quality versus quantity in training and of going slow to study timing, sensation and relaxation. Fed into training as you go along or do you have kind of a different view on, on the role that it plays? Uh, yeah, the first of all, I want to say there is much, much misunderstanding about internal work. And then, uh, as you mentioned already, uh, uh, usually mature martial artists, they more internalize. And it's logically because uh, quantity become quality. They be, and it's also wisdom grow, you know, they become older. And yeah. even not older, maybe even uh, uh, that, uh, like, uh, very good athletes, uh, like champions, you know, they more relax and more, like, kind of... Um, how would say the more wisdom come, but it's yeah. because of many years of being like uh, repetition of techniques, you know, patterns, you know, you, you become yeah. more efficient. Yeah. So uh, in the system, is actually uh, it's uh, unusual. It's not internal art; it's external, internal. I will say, and uh, we have emphasized already from the beginning external part and internal, hmm. but. What is misunderstanding because uh, people think like uh, uh, the internal part you can do later. But uh, what this means actually internal training? Internal training, it means, in my opinion, yeah, it's very important because you study timing. Hmm. Uh, um, well, uh, when you see the Mikhail or Vladimir or uh, another top system guys, they do uh, the replication. Uh, you will be amazed that everything is done in the right timing. It can be fast, it can be slow, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh, that right timing, uh, it's come from internal training because yeah. internal training is uh, it's done in slow way. So basically uh, what happened when you do more internally, you usually requ requirements for internal training is do slowly. Yeah. So you extend the time so time becomes slower, and when you extend the time, you can uh, manage uh, right timing. Yeah. So, but of course, to do right timing, you not only need to do slower; uh, you need to relax. Yeah. So there's many factors. When you when you when you extend the timing, you become more aware about your relaxation and about your timing. Yeah. So that uh, awareness, it's, 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 this is part of the meditation. So you meditate, you become more aware. So when yeah. you aware, because you do slow meditations, you sit maybe, hmm. you don't do anything. That becomes you slow, very slow, you still. Hmm. So slow training is going the same direction. You do slow, you become more meditative. Meditative, this means you sense yourself. Yeah. If you sense yourself, your relaxation, timing, so then uh, 
uh, you become so sensitive, you not only feel yourself, but you start to feel others. Hmm. You, you cannot do right timing until you yourself sensitive and hmm. you relax enough. Yeah. How can how you can sense others if you tense? Yeah. You right. have obstacles, you have tension, you cannot sense others. Yeah. So to be on the right time, you have to be sensitive and relax. Yeah. So few things are immediately uh, get in the practice. Right. So slow training, awareness become, you know, timing, uh, sen- right sensation. Because in Moscow, not all the time they they will tell you in details how, how it should, should be done. Hmm. But uh, uh, when they show it to you and they uh, uh, you start to feel something and then you want to uh, study the same sensation, you want to feel the sensation. Yeah. And when you start to feel the sensation, you find this is right, you know. So it's like uh, you find right timing, right sensation. Hmm. And literally the dimension you go in depth. Yeah. Instead, like in the quantity, you start to go in quality. Yeah. Of course, there is a misunderstanding. The people think, "Oh, I do slowly. What the uh, what the purpose of slow training? If I if I want to do fast, you know, you'll not be able to do." But they misunderstand. Uh, slow training is just create your awareness and timing. So it's basically, if you achieve that, uh, your body is uh, is already ready. It doesn't matter if somebody do fast or slow. Yeah. You already the sensation. Yeah. It's, time but because you practice uh, the internal way uh, you because you build that uh, sensation you already have it yeah you will spontaneously yeah. maybe sometimes maybe time will be a little bit shifted you know but you will be closer to that um, real timing yeah but if you don't have a uh, internal training then you then your timing will be a little bit shifted off you know you're not sensitive enough New Jersey-based mathematician, dancer, systema instructor, and student of Edgar Schools, Funda Gul gave a fascinating interview in comparisons with dance, the importance of touch, connection, and sensitivity, and how they all relate to systema. I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I did. Part, and I feel like in systema, when we are studying touch, uh, we understand what a touch can result, right? Mm. What can it cause in an individual yeah. depending on its quality and that's why we are all about the fine quality of the touch yeah right where we do not want to irritate our partner we don't want to make them angry or tense further hmm. because we want them to be actual actually move with us right almost yeah. work with us yeah in the same goes when a dance if you want your partner to work with you hmm. you want them to at least enjoy the moment for a little right so yeah. that they can actually blend in blend in and and, and have this amazing uh, dance that you're actually cooperating but on the other hand if you you know like we study the systema if you start tensing your partner and irritate your partner Hmm. they're not going to move Mm. Right. You're not going to be able to move them. You're not going to be able to get to your structure. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So and like the idea of this baby touch that we study, mm. which is, you know, which requires quite a bit, quite a bit experience and, and study mm. and understand of the touch. Uh, and it does make a lot of sense. Like you can explore, find out about the fine touch, right? The quality of, of touch mm. through tree dancing but yeah. I think in Sistema we do have the fact that we do have a different goal yeah um, it becomes sometimes you know more detailed and clear to me 
senior Sistema instructor, founder of the Academy Los Angeles, and my good friend Martin Wheeler has given a series of interviews on the podcast. All of them have given me uh, great reams of things to think about in my own training. Here, he talks about the necessity of losing, of failing, and of dying over and over again in training in order to focus on skills that you wouldn't otherwise build. Yeah, there was a book by Aldo Nari, uh, The Art of Losing. I don't know, did I talk about this before on a podcast? I don't think so, no. Uh, uh, he was a turn of the century um, uh, swordsman from Italy, I believe, and uh, he wrote a brilliant book called On Fencing. Mm. And uh, he was one of the last guys in death matches yeah. uh, who also competed in competition. Sure. And, uh, and he had this really great set of way of looking at life and training. And, um, and one of his last chapters was called uh, the, Art, uh, the Art of Losing. Mm. And uh, it basically came down to, um, he said, as I got older, my, my students couldn't understand how they could regularly beat me in training, and yet when I went into world-class competition, I always won still. Mm. He said, and what they failed to understand is that I was only, having mastered my best techniques, I was only practicing my poorest techniques against them. Mm. And that's kind of where Sistema comes in. It's like, it's, it's basically asking you to accept that you will have best techniques. I still have best techniques. And there's, there's still parts of Sistema that I feel myself go to in go-to moments. Sure. As much as you want to work spontaneously and be creative in the environment that you're in, there's certain times when I'll feel the Sistema equivalent of the double left hook coming out. Sure. And yeah. yeah. I'll recognize the position and yeah. my hands will move in that way. And, mm. and, uh, and I'll apply that because I know it pretty decent chance of working. Sure, yeah. Um, it's slightly different because you're kind of working out of the feel of what you're doing and everything yeah. else. But, mm. um, the uh, danger, if you like, I mean, look, there's no danger in having a good technique. Mm. You know, if you, I mean, I know a ton of street fighters who probably have one punch. Sure, yeah. Just apply it first. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. They will let you get into this yeah, sort of like, Scotland, you know, Glasgow case, a lot of people start the fight. Yeah, you don't see anything else. I mean, cause, and it, mm. and it has nothing to do with, well, you know, I've honed this technique down. It has to do with that, well, I've used this again and again and again, and it's a success rate that allows me to determine whether it's a good technique or not. Right. right? And, uh, and, I, and I don't fault anyone for having that. I, I certainly have certain things which I would prefer to do than yeah. Other things I would prefer not to do, you know? Sure. But I think the key to really is to to stop yourself from using your best techniques mm. and force yourself to start to explore what your other options are. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, even get lost in, in certain ways. And, um, you know, if you're, say, you're knife fighting or training to knife fight, maybe spend the class dying. Yeah. You know, allowing the knife just, I mean, you know, worst case scenario, the knife hits you and kills you. And so you, everything you do is like, okay, I can't let the knife touch me. I can't yeah. do this. But if in doing so, you never really explore what possible positions you could be in. Mm. Um, obviously, with the knife coming at you. Mm. Uh, but you never really get past that fear of, okay, well, I can't work in this way or I can't work in that way. Because what if you could work in that way? 
Sure. Or yeah. if there's a scenario where that does open up to you and the knife goes flying or, yeah. or sure. you know, they miss you or something and you find yourself in a space that you've never been in before. Yeah, and you have no idea what to do because you've never right. you've never seen it. Right? Never seen it before yeah. because you're so used to going for the things that work for you. Sure. So, yeah, I, I would say try and develop your precision in the spaces where you're not used to working. Take out the fear or the embarrassment of training and dying sort of thing. Yeah. And just explore what happens when you're in a certain space where you don't feel comfortable because you know you would get caught. Mm. Then you can always step back and say, well, how do I not get caught in that situation? Because mm. that could be the next part of your drill. Mm. Like, okay, if I am there and I want to work there, how do I stop him from, from catching me with a knife in that position? Sure. So it's sort of allowing yourself the freedom to uh, explore things without consequence and then add consequence into it later rather than exploring everything with the idea of consequence being the ultimate factor. Yeah. yeah. Then you can start opening up into sort of freedom and precision in those moments. This interview with Roots Dojo instructor Vali Majd made me question my entire approach to training and teaching. Here he talks about the importance of training basic human attributes, of building character, and in taking the long view in your training. One of the interesting aspects of it is that attributes are not taught, they're developed. Hmm. And, and the only way to develop these attributes comes with time. And you gotta essentially uh, put students through the wash and dry cycle, as I call it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it takes time. And this is why you, you talk about a seasoned fighter. It's somebody who has, who has spent many seasons mm. fighting or yeah. studying it, right? So, so this aspect of, of developing um, uh, better people, humans who are compassionate, who are for, forgiving, who don't let uh, pride and ego get into place. Um, you know, we can talk about it all we want with a student, but under pressure, uh, you know, you, you're gonna, you, it's gonna pop out. Your ego is gonna pop out, you're gonna feel insulted and then you're gonna react to it. Those things, as much as we can discuss it all we want, aren't, it's, it's not gonna help the student. The student needs to go through that wash and dry cycle. So essentially, mm. um, you know, hold that push-ups for half an hour, which is, which is boring and useless in so many ways mm. when somebody's only training two classes a week mm. and the class is an hour long and half of it is spent in push-up position. Mm. Well, they're not going to last and they're not going to come back. Right? Yeah. So, but when, you, when we are training nine classes a week, whatever, just stand your feet against the wall, hands on the ground, and stay there for 15 minutes. Let's do it. Mm. And, and they got to suck it up. Mm. You know, the guys, the tough guys, all of a sudden within a minute, they're shaking and they're falling. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the pride and their ego and the social fear starts coming up. And mm. they got to suck it up because everybody else in class is seeing it. Yeah. Right. And then they're going to start making excuses. And this, but deep inside, they know that, well, they just couldn't do it. Yeah. They just couldn't do it. Right. So, so really the answer for me is more training, more training, more, more time spent on these things that are pushing students to look deeper inside themselves and see like, well, wh why, why did I get frustrated? Why did I, why is my ego bruised? Because I couldn't do that drill. Hmm. Um, and they got to, and they got to reflect on it. Right. And this is why, of course, we have our circles at the end of class. Hmm. And I think that's, 
they are, you know, they, they use like when we had, you know, 20 years ago when there was eight people in class, everybody could take two, three minutes to share their insights. When you have 30 people in class, it's always thanks for class. Oh, thanks. That was great. My share. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next. Like, we don't have two hours at the end of class to, to listen to everybody. So, so those insights at the end of class, um, I mean, those are places where we can have the discussion, talk about, look, okay, I, you know, it was a hard class. Some of you guys uh, faced some hardships. Um, you know, this is this is part of your growing growing cycle, and hopefully, you can appreciate and learn from it, and not just scuffle it as like a useless drill because you couldn't do it, and because mm. you learn how to disarm a knife. Mm. Right? And I, that, so that that's where I that's where I come back. That you know, character development um, is is development. It's not it's not taught. It mm. takes time. And, 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 you know, there, there are, and I really do appreciate, and I'm becoming more and more selective as to who I'm, I'm willing to have at the dojo or dojo has no doors. Everybody's welcome to come. Yeah. Right. So, and literally it's got no doors. So, <laughs> uh, you know, people are welcome to come. We, we, we welcome everybody. But when it comes to actually doing the training, um, your attitude, your behavior, how you handle yourself, um, uh, how you present yourself, all those things are more and more important to me because those are the elements that make you fight the good fight. Those are the elements that make you uh, choose wisely how you're going to, um, uh, you know, interact within uh, a cer certain context. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and those students are now a representation of our system mm. and more so of the specific school you're training out of. Right. Yeah. So, so I feel like, you know, if students are going to be wearing the Roots Dojo shirt, uh, I need to make sure that there are people of character. I need right. to make sure that there, are, there are guys who are representing us well and also representing system at large. Well, right? yeah. So, and, and also, you know, I'll say because um, in my in my security work where I draw students from the dojo into security work, we have to be professional all the time. Yeah, there is there is no room, like you say, you know, if you and I'm, I'm careful in my like, I don't just draw from security from uh, from the dojo into security, you know, people apply to come and work in security with us. Yeah. And, and you know, guys are like keen on saying, yeah, I got the eight years of, of Muay Thai. And I'm like, well, you're most likely going to be a liability to me. Yeah. Hmm. Because like you say, and that's what you know, you're going to kick the guy in the head. Hmm. And that, that's the language you have been taught. And that's, and I don't have any problem with that. But for, for us, it's a, a question of being professional and not being a liability. Yeah. And, and so, so I, I see that, you know, it's, it's a, it's such an important thing, not just for me and my school, but for us as a larger community to have people who are representing us in a proper way and in a, in a healthy way and who are, you know, good humans, good people, right? yeah. because at the end of the day, what we're trying to, to develop people who can look after themselves, look after their family, look after their neighbors, their village, their town, their country. And of course, to some extent, um, the, 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 I guess I lack of a better word, God, right? Because that is often the progression, right? Yeah. A good number of interviews with senior instructors and veteran trainees of Sistema brought up the question of ego and pride and how it gets in the way of our training. Here, Igor Ponizov, veteran and student of Vladimir Vasiliev, talks about the inevitable stages of training in Sistema and the value of lowering your intentions in training. I would say uh, I can split all my Sistema experience in different periods 
and every period has to be uh, written. Like I have to go through all these stages. Otherwise, uh, it wouldn't be me as I am right now in Sistema. So I, I had a moment when it was just a physical Sistema for me with uh, a lot of uh, ego and uh, attempts to be as good as some other guys who already study Sistema for a certain time and show great result. Then uh, it was a different period when I started to uh, disconnect myself from uh, being better than anyone else. Obviously, when I reach certain level of uh, understanding, and uh, there is the last period when I almost uh, completely don't care if I'm better than anyone or if I worse than someone. For me, it's just uh, style of pure style of life and uh, another possibility for self-discovery. Do you think that's a, a common pattern? Do you see that in other people who are training Sistema, that they have to go through those same stages? Do people typically start with ego and a need to prove themselves, and then the longer they train, they start to let go? Or is it some people just stay in that place and get stuck? Are there, are there common stages you've seen in people maybe coming through you know, HQ training and, and coming back year after year? <clears throat> yeah, I think these are very uh, common stages for everyone who wants to study Sistema, except maybe if you are some kind of philosopher and you just came with big, big understanding of uh, things like ego and uh, who you are, why you live and uh, how you possess yourself between people. For average person, you you gotta you gotta actually walk through all these stages. Just uh, the matter is how long is these stages? Like if you, you you gotta you gotta go through this path. Just your goal is make these stages as short as possible. That's that's the goal. Yeah. Do you see any um, common misconceptions that people have about Sistema or? common mistakes, places where they get stuck again and again and again? Uh, the most the most problem with all uh, people who start to study Sistema is their deal with, uh, again, with the ego and uh, uh, dealing with the idea what, for some reason, has to be better than um, someone next to him. And this is what makes... Uh, makes his work worse and stop the progress, stops his, his development in the Sistema. That's the common mistake, yeah. And very important uh, what for these people have someone uh, next, to, next to them who can say, slow down, do not try to be better than anyone else, lower your intentions, just let your body decide how to move what to do and uh, help people around you. Reiterating this theme of pride and ego and how it gets in the way, here's Ryo Onishi from Sistema Japan again, talking about white lies, devil's whispers, the value of being honest with yourself and not trying too hard to be the best or, or even a better person. Was, like I didn't use any white lies, even to myself, so that I, 
I can deal with it, and then I'm cleaner that way. I have less tension. But when I try to be better so much, it's like, oh, no, I need to be a better person. I should be able to handle this. Then that's become a tension too. So lately, like, my personal thing is to have less white lies. No, maybe sometimes white lies is a very good thing. It's just you do it for the out of kindness. You just don't want to hurt someone, so you just say, like, oh, so-and-so. But in the long run, it, it, it hurts those people too because you, you hide them from the truth and then they are in a protective bubble. But in fact, the reality doesn't even protect them from the pain sometimes, right? So uh, it, it, it is better that you come out with the truth anyway, even if it's a little bit harsh at that time. But in the long run, it actually helped them to... to become capable to deal with, with those things, no? Yeah. So I, I try to have a less and less. Sometimes I'm having a bad day, I can't deal with it. Sometimes I still do. That's also me accepting who I am too. But when I can, or a little bit, I, I try to push my comfort zone about it. And, and uh, I try to work like that too, in, in the work as well, like in the training. Sure. Now, you, it's so easy to give up myself an excuse, you know, like like a devil's whispering, and then the, the, your skill level get better. The the, the better you get, that the whisper become much more convincing too. It's like it sounds so true and like a, a this should this doesn't matter or whatever that you hear, <laughs> you know. So that I, I try to 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 analyze if it's a white lie or just. Um, or devil's whisper, whatever you want to call it, so that I become psychologically sort of lighter as well as the physical thing. Because this psychological heaviness, in a, in a negative way, the heaviness also brings your physical tension too because of the accumulation. Senior Systema instructor Emmanuel Manolakakis, for me, embodies the whole idea of Systema for Life. He always has some insight or some way to relate Systema practice to your wider relationships and practice of life in general. Here, he talks in a light-hearted way about the essential role of fear and anger and training through your emotions, and also admits to his hangry problem. It, it can be. So I, I, anybody that's ever trained with me, there's a couple of things I do. So if I see a, a person's kind of like... I guess fluffing it or not trying very hard or I want to spark some emotion in them. Uh, I start to make chicken sounds like, or I'll rub their face with my hand like a kid with snow in your face. Right. Mm. I say, what's wrong? You're getting upset. You're getting upset. And I would, I, I egg them on and <laughs> they get upset. Yeah. I say, oh, perfect. That's what I need now. Mm. Like I prime my partner. I want, I want you a little edgy, you know, a little, a little ornery, as they say, mm. um, not all the time. It de- of course it depends. Right. Mm. But emotions are huge. It's not just anger. I'm also want to see joy. Let me mm. show me how happy you can be. Why don't you wrestle as happy as you can be? Mm. If you're sad, it's okay. That's why it's so important to come to training all the time, yeah. even when you're upset. So you don't have to say, Oh, I want to get angry. You can be angry before you get to training. You could have, you don't can't tell me you don't get pissed off at home or something happens in the family that just drives you crazy. Mm. Kids did something just absolutely lit you up, you know? That's just or, the flip side of having kids. That's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> wife or friends or somebody just pissed you right off. That's the best time to train. 
train mm. or, or when you're, or when you're even sad, it's the best time to train. Yeah. You know, the hardest thing for me to say to train, the, the most challenging for me to train was when my father was sick in the hospital, mm. you know, not to make it sad. That's just, this is truth. That's all. He was in the hospital for a month where I was going back and forth teaching at the fight club. I was a teach. And then I spent the nights with him and to, to, to teach with sadness in your heart is interesting. Mm. Um, and not to let it get infested, but you, you're still sad. You can't hide that. Yeah. And also with great joy and also with great tiredness, you know, my kids weren't sleeping. Oh my God, you know, I'm teaching. You're like half exhausted. Yeah. Um, I know that game. And you're upset. <laughs> and also when you're upset driving to class or I came back on a long drive and I'm just I'm completely agitated with the Toronto driving and the traffic. And now you got to teach. So you don't need to make these in class. They already exist normally in our life. Hmm. Like it's like the kids that came to me and said, you know, do you think I need to get into some fights to, 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 to be a good martial arts? I mean, I, I need to have some fights to understand martial arts. And it's like, no, you, you're going to get into fights normally. Don't look for them. Don't go get into one. There's coming, you know, it's like the problems in life are coming for you. You don't, it's like saying, I need more problems in life. I think that, that will make, it's like, you don't go looking problems. They're coming for you. You, mm. you just be patient. They're coming for you. Um, you don't need, you're going to normally get agitated in class. I guarantee you there's, I, I can't tell how many times I've heard, sorry, sorry, sorry in class when somebody's torqued on my elbow or, you know, you know, kicked out my knee accidentally and it just infuriated me. Mm. And, you know, maybe I hide it pretty good, but it infuriated me. And you're like, and now you're working with something. Yeah. So, so it's normal. You just have to let it go and just be attentive to it. But um, so you have to be able to work in all states, Glenn. Um, emotions, uh, you know, there's that old saying, we, we learn martial arts technically, but we fight from emotions and we need to understand the emotions. Mm. Uh, for me, I, people see me a really calm guy and I try to stay as calm as I can because when I get mad, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. And I, I don't mean it like to scare people. I just know myself. Mm. The only thing worse than me getting mad is getting hungry and mad. That. <laughs> If only my mother will tell you that, you know, yeah. I, I could, I could, you know, it make the 300 saga look like a joke if I'm hungry at Loblaws and mad. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I can't tell you, you know, and I think people that uh, suffer from hangriness, uh, hungry and anger problems could attest to that, right? So that's it for this year. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast as much as I have hosting and producing it. And I'm looking forward to another year of insights and conversations in 2019. Remember, if you're enjoying the show and you'd like to support it, there are many ways that you can help us to keep it going. You can leave a review on iTunes, you can share it with your friends and colleagues on social media, or if you can afford it, you can support us directly with a monthly contribution of $2 or more at www.patreon.com slash So please take a few minutes now to like, share, or support us online. It's thanks to these small steps that we get to continue the project. Many thanks to all our existing patrons and supporters. We are planning to produce some more downloadable extras for you guys soon, so please stay tuned. As usual, if you want to find out more about training and events at NC Sistema, please visit us online at www.ncsistema.com. And if you want more information about Sistema training in general, go straight to the source at www.russianmartialart.com. All one word, russianmartialart.com. Many thanks, good health, happy new year, and see you in training.